Welcome to Wallachia. Previously, a villager named Eugen attacked the local lord Negruscru Radu. Marley visited him at the dungeon, where Eugen revealed he had been seeing a ghostly form that had been telling them to do bad things. Marley told him she knew what it was, a spectral illusion, and that the potion she made from the book she and Eon took from Father Abraham's library would cure him. On her way home, Marley was approached by the woman in the white cloak, Margareta. The two got into her carriage and rode away. Chapter 8. Goings and Comings Eon was up late playing a game of paths and peasants with Friedrich when there was a knock at the servant's door. He pointed to the guard and said, Don't go changing that priest for a bishop when I'm not looking. Friedrich was well ahead in the game. His knight was just a few turns from the goal and he had a healthy reserve of coins saved up. What he had in tactical prowess he lacked in humor. Taking Eon's comment literally, he looked down at the board and said, I would never. Oana, who had come in to put away her apron but gotten absorbed watching them play, said, I'll keep an eye on him. As Eon got up and started for the door, Butler Adrian and Order of the Dragon Captain Evgeny came in. I'll put them on the third floor, likely an aide and maybe one other, said Adrian as they moved from the stairway through the common room to his office across from the kitchen. They were discussing the Kamakam's visit. Domnul Olteanu, governor of the district, was coming tomorrow to check on Domnul Negrescu and, potentially, decide if someone needed to be appointed to his position either temporarily, while he recovered from his knife wound, or long-term, if he didn't. Another knock on the door, louder and faster this time. Eon opened it to find Marley's father, Neamate. His eyes were red, and he looked upset. Eon, have you seen Marley? She's not at home? She left here before sunset. No, she didn't come back. I thought maybe she stayed and ate with you, but... She was here with the bread delivery, and then we took it over to the dungeon, and then she took the cart back down the mountain. Come, come in, come in, sit. Eon took Matei by the arm and brought him into the room. Friedrich stood and offered him a chair. Oana got him a glass of Slivovitz. He took it with unsteady hands. When it got late, I worried she'd fallen. I went to the carriage house, but the boy said she'd come back with Pyros hours ago. Herr Schumacher was there, and he said he saw Marley talking to a woman in the street. Where would she be? Adrian came out of his office with Evgeny and asked what the trouble was. Naimate says his daughter didn't come home after delivering bread here earlier. You're the baker? Your daughter is the blonde girl with the cane? asked Evgeny. Yes, said Mate. I just don't know where she would have gone. Friedrich? The young guard snapped to attention. The woman who had been working with Count Dracula. Has she left? I know she met with the Count last night. Oana turned in her chair, then stood. If I may, she left this morning, she said. Then, turning to Adrian, Lucia has been tending to her. Said she helped her pack up before lunch. Adrian asked, What did the Count guest have to do with Matei's daughter? I thought she would here to do research. Matei had been growing more upset. He took a sip of the brandy, then said, Please, I don't understand. Who is this woman? What does she have to do with Marley? Evgeny sat down across from Matei. He drew a breath, then said, This woman, Margareta, an acquaintance of Count Dracula. Margareta, the woman from the Dance Academy? Dance Academy? Evgeny considered the words for a moment. I don't know about a dance academy. You know her? She came here two years ago, recruited Marley to go to her school. That's where she was until she got hurt and had to come home. Did Margareta come back to check on her? Adrian said, I don't understand. I was told she was someone the Count had asked to do some research for him. Evgeny stroked his mustache, then said, Adrian, Hermite, I would like to consult with Count Dracula, but I am quite certain that this woman has everything to do with your daughter's disappearance. Friedrich, please find the stablekeeper and confirm that she took her carriage, then gather the rest of the guards and meet me in the Count's quarters. Eon said, I'll go with you to find Petru. Friedrich nodded. Eon put a hand on Matei's shoulder and said, I'll be back soon. Petru, the groom, lived in a small hut on the grounds, next to the stables. 
He was a gentle, older man who had been caring for the castle's horses since before Eon had been born. As they walked there, Eon asked Friedrich, This Margareta woman, you met her after Vasily's performance that night. You said the Count had asked you to bring her to the castle. Da, said the blonde guard. The Count has been working on something, and she is some manner of expert. Working on something? I am not privy to all of the Count's business, and I would not share it with you, my friend, if I were. He has a great number of books, and they've been going through them together each night. That is what I know. Friedrich walked on ahead. They came to the stables. Around the far side was the small stone house where Petru lived. Friedrich rapped several times on the door. From within, a dog started barking. Quiet, quiet, said a voice from inside. The dog continued barking as the door opened. Petru, one hand on a brown mutt, rubbed his eyes with the others. Yes? The woman with the white cloak, said Friedrich. Did she leave today? Petru looked past the guard to Eon. It's the middle of the night, the dog barked again. Petru patted its head and it calmed down. Did the woman take her horses and leave today, repeated Friedrich. Yes, around midday. In her carriage? In her carriage, da. Eon asked, where did she go, Petru? Please, it's important. I'm sure I don't know. Friedrich pushed past the thin stableman into the one-room house. The dog started barking again. Friedrich stood very close to Petru and asked, What way did she go when she left? What way? Down the mountain. Where else would she? Did she say anything? No, she just said she was ready to go, and I got her horses ready, and then she... Nothing about the baker's daughter? Baker's daughter? No, she didn't say much at all, other than being ready to go. Friedrich's entire affect had changed the moment the man had opened the door. He was serious and severe and threatening. Eon wasn't sure what to do. He said, Friedrich, I'm sure Petru doesn't know. He turned to the older man and said, Thank you. You can go back to bed. I'm sorry for the trouble. Friedrich was still staring at Petru. He took a few breaths through his nostrils, then stepped back and straightened his uniform. Eon said, Come on, Friedrich. You'll need to report back now. And I guess I need to wake up Nicolay. They assembled in the hall. Eon had supplied Nicolay with the details he knew, and they were now waiting for Evgeny to come down. Mate sat on the couch with Adrian. Nicolay was pacing around the room. Eon heard footsteps on the stairs, then through the door came Evgeny, five of the six members of the Order of the Dragon, and Count Dracula himself. The guards lined up on either side of the door to the hall. Count Dracula, thank you for coming down, said Nicolay. This is Nea His daughter is the one who's been... Adrian coughed sharply, interrupting however Nicolay had intended to finish his sentence. The Count bowed to Mate, who rose and said, Please, Count Dracula, do you have any idea what's happened? This woman, the dance instructor, what does she have to do with this? Count Dracula walked to the window. Only a few candles in the room were lit, so there was no reflection in the glass. With no moon, there wasn't much to see down below. An undefined mass of buildings, a hint of the church and school tower in the starlight, the dark river on the far side of the village. After a minute, the Count spoke, his back still to the group. You know this woman, Margareta, I understand? It wasn't a question, but Mate said, Yes, she came to recruit Marley for the dance academy. The dance academy, yes. Outside, a wolf howled somewhere in the forest. The Count smiled and turned around. A few days ago, Frau Margareta came to your village. I am acquainted with her from Transylvania. In addition to her position at the school, she is a bright woman with a gift for history. We Draculas have long felt it important that women receive good educations in Transylvania. When she arrived, I asked her if she would help me with some research I've been doing. Nothing that would concern you, simply some details about my homeland. History is terribly important, don't you think? At any rate, she worked with me for several nights and was not able to discover any more than I had in my books, but she did mention your daughter. She said it was time to take her back to her school. But her legs, Mate, surely she's not ready to dance again. Hmm, I gather not. Rather, from the few times she mentioned your daughter, I had begun to think that Frau Margareta resented the injuries she sustained, as if it were a personal affront. She spent time cultivating your daughter's talents, which she seems to think of as wasted effort. 
I can't say why a person might do such a thing, but I believe she's taken her away to punish her. He swept around to the front of the couch where Mate sat. The wolf howled again, and Count Dracula said in a low voice, It pains me to say, I fear your daughter might be in great danger from this woman. Mate drew in his breath quickly and made the sign of the cross. Dracula took a quick step back. He closed his eyes, took a moment, then faced Nicolay. Herr Nicolay, with your permission, I would like to send my people out to look for the girl. Yes, please. My captain will make the arrangements, said Dracula, before turning and leaving the room in a few long strides. Evgeny crossed to the center of the room and addressed Nicolay. I have five men here. A sixth is guarding your dungeon. If you would consent to assigning someone else to that post, I could have all six ride out in pairs immediately. Eon sat down next to Marley's father on the couch and said, Nea mate, could I walk you out? I'm sure Loreline and Dora will want to know that the Count's best men have begun their search. Mate looked up at Evgeny and Nicolay, who were now discussing the details of the plan. He rose and said, Thank you. Thank you so much. Is there anything else I can do? Adrian came forward and took Mate's arm. He said, I assure you, we'll tell you as soon as we've heard something. He and Eon led Mate out of the hall and into the entranceway. If there's anything else I can do, Mate. With that, Eon led him out of the castle's front door and walked him to his horse. From the way Nicolay barked at him to set the breakfast tray down, Eon expected it was going to be a rough morning. He braced himself to get yelled at over something or other. Instead, Nicolay said, Which jacket do you think today? Nicolay hadn't ever asked his opinion on clothes. Eon would help him dress, but Nicolay always just picked whatever seemed to be next in his wardrobe to wear with little care for the occasion. He was holding up a dark blue jacket with long tails and a tall collar. Domno Tianu is coming today, said Eon. You'll want to look put together, but also maybe like you've been hard at work keeping the village together while your father recovers. So what do you think? The green waistcoat. The jacket is formal, but it might look like you're trying to look formal, no? This shirt. Eon pulled a white shirt with frilled cuffs from Nicolay's dresser. You'll look fashionable, but not stuffy. He took a white cravat from the drawers along with a set of tan breeches. Good, said Eon after Nicolay was dressed. Adrian said Domnu Tianu and his men aren't expected until after lunch. Is there anything more you need before them? I don't suppose we'll hear anything from Count Dracula's men right away, said Nicolay, although they had both been there last night when Evgeny had said that at the very best, if his men picked up Margareta's trail immediately, they wouldn't be back until nightfall. I wouldn't think so. All the arrangements have been made. I don't want him too near Count Dracula's room. He shouldn't feel like he's getting second best accommodations. Give him one that it looks over the village, not the castle grounds. The blue room, I think. I'll make sure it's all set up. This had been worked out days earlier, but Eon found it helped to let Nikolai think the decisions were his own. After Nea Eugen's attack, Vlad had taken the initiative of sending a rider to Pateshti with the news, and he and Adrian had guessed that the Kamakan would want to come look in on things. Lucia had already made up the blue room, and Iwana had changed the linens in the third floor quarters for whatever retinue came along. That's all for now, then. Domno Oltianu Virgil arrived midday. Nikolay's morning calm had changed to nervous pacing. He snapped at anyone who came into his path, and the staff was trying its best to finish all the housework while giving him a wide berth. The carriage, pulled by four horses, was yellow with intricate vines and peonies painted on the side. From the passenger seat next to the driver on the carriage's perch, an attendant jumped down to open the door for his boss. Domno Oltianu got out, squinting in the sun. He had iron-gray hair with a black, brush-like mustache and was rather heavy around the middle. Once he had stepped away from the vehicle, his assistant, a thin, younger man with short, dark hair, got out. While Nikolay greeted Domne Oltianu, his assistant began supervising the unloading of the carriage. Before becoming Nikolay's valet, Eon would likely have been told to help carry the luggage upstairs to the south wing. Instead, he got to follow their guest inside while Stefan helped the governor's men. They made their way through the gates, into the entrance hall, and up the central stairs to the family's living area. Vlad was waiting outside Radu's bedchamber when they came upstairs. Only a few minutes, please. The doctor wants him to have his rest. 
What does the doctor think? asked Domniol to Yanu. If he stays still long enough and we keep the wound clean, he'll be dancing at the masquerade when the sheep come down. Every October, after the shepherds returned from the mountains with their flock, the village had a big festival. The Negoscu family traditionally hosted a masked ball. It was one of the few events each year where the typical villager got to go into the castle. Vlad opened the door so that Domniol Tiano and his aide Nikolay and Ion could enter. Inside, Duomna Negrescu had been sitting in a rocking chair by the window, reading. She rose when the door opened. Nadia, you look the same as the day I met you all those years ago in Yash, said Domniol Tuanu. She closed her book, set it down on the windowsill, and moved toward her guest. He kissed her cheeks, and she said, I am sure you say that to all the women, Virgil. I do, I do, but for you, I mean it. Your skin, your hair, not a single gray one in all that black. Is there a secret to looking young forever? He turned to acknowledge Domnul Negrescu, who was sitting up in bed. Moldavian women, Radu. The times I've had with Moldavian women. And how are Maria Stefania and the boys? asked Domnul Negrescu. He chuckled and said, She's well. Happy to have me out of the house, probably. With Lucian off studying and Virgil married, she has the place to herself. I suppose I'll leave you gentlemen to it. She walked to the door, then turned to Vlad and said, Try to keep them on news and politics and away from stories about foreign women. Vlad gave her a salute. After she'd gone, Domno Otuano said, Radu, I'm so sorry to hear about this accident. You have the man in custody? Without waiting for a reply, he said, A bit of good news for you from Bucharest. I was going to send a letter soon anyway, but since I'm here, I bring news that exemptions have been extended to the entire Isprovnicate. That is good news, said Radu. And the deficit? We have the figures. No need to go into it right this moment. There will be adjustments in your collections, naturally. Of course, of course. You can go over it with Nicolay. He'll be overseeing it all for this season. They spoke for several more minutes. Stefan and the visiting footman, having finished unloading the carriage, arrived to escort Domnu Otuano to his quarters. Ion lingered upstairs so he could talk to Vlad. What's this talk of exemptions? Taxes, said Vlad. Over the years, the Banat has been exempting nobles from their annual taxes. They've been. Vlad stopped and led Ion over to a couch in the hallway. He continued with his voice lowered. They've been given out usually just to families that are well-connected, but lately they've been extending them more and more. Whenever they do, they raise the taxes for everyone else. Does that mean my family's taxes are going up? Vlad nodded. When we've traveled around, we've heard that people are getting more and more upset about it. No one likes paying taxes, mind, but lately it feels different. Radu and Domnu Altuano have been trying to decide how to handle it. If taxes keep rising, and people get too fed up, then... Then what? asked Ion. Vlad looked in the direction of Radu's bedroom, then said, Things don't stay secret in Wallachia. People are going to find out that Castello Argish doesn't have to pay its tribute anymore. And now Nikolay gets to go around and collect higher taxes from everyone when they know he's not paying any himself. You think people are going to, what, refuse to pay or something? I'm not making any guesses, but there's something growing out there. But Nikolay and the tax collectors will find a way, won't they? You've known Nikolay your whole life. Level-headed, calming influence, is he? Thank you for listening. This chapter was originally published in December of 19. Readers were asked to vote on whether Marley will eventually tell Abraham about what happened while she was away in Transylvania. If you'd like to participate in reader polls, you can download the Wallachia app for free from the App Store. If you're enjoying the story, there are also buttons at the end of each chapter in the app where you can leave a tip. You can follow Wallachia on Twitter at WallachiaNet or on the web at Wallachia.net. Next chapter, Abraham takes a ride in the rain to visit a sick villager. <laughs>